Welcome back to another exciting episode of Saturday Night Gaming Presents. Uh, this one is actually epically exciting because we are back together again in person, mostly um, for the first time since the apocalypse occurred. Uh, we made it through another one. We're surviving and we're still bringing you great content to listen to uh, when you start riding in your car again to go to work and do whatever else it is you're doing. This session is all about Valos through the never. Uh, we are going back to the world of Valos and uh, doing so in the sea-bound era, joining a group of, of seafaring gentlemen, and uh, we'll find out what kind of crazy chaos they get us into tonight. Short little recap, everyone met each other at a bar, got really drunk, burned down a forest, and then got on a boat. They are now on a boat. Uh, so what we'll do is we'll do a roundabout. Everybody just give a short introduction of yourself, your character, and maybe a little bit about what got you to this point in the story. And uh, go ahead and tap the person next to you when you're done so that they know they can get started. We'll start with uh, my big man, Ron. Hi, I'm Ron. I'm going to be playing Fulgrim Bloodwind, champion of Valkoria. He is a um, very loud, boisterous man, and he decided to take on new challenges because he grew bored of the same old, same old beast of the week. Senseless killing. Senseless, senseless killing. He's just a... Uh, He's bored. He wants new challenges. He wants to kill for sense. Senseful killing. <laughs> Alright, uh, my name is John, and uh, my character's name is John. Uh, John the Red. Wow. And, uh, Thank you. <laughs> he, uh, I went to art school. It's going to be worse in person with him, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Keep going, man. I, um, or my character, rather, uh, is a large... Wait, did the Viking go to art school? No. Sure. <laughs> yes. We go to Viking art school. <laughs> you know. history of school. So my character is a large man, but not as large as Ronnie's character. Uh, big red beard, uh, but not as soft as Ronnie. On his character, he's got uh, right. essential oils. Yeah, essential oils. Uh, but long red hair. Um, but that's not why he's called John the Red. Uh, he's he rarely bathes, and he's covered in other people's blood, and so he has a red hue to his skin, and he thinks that this helps uh, helps keep him young looking. But really, he just looks like he's covered in blood. And he's he's got a pocket cape too. Yeah, he does have a pocket cape, and many pockets, too many pockets. Uh, so many that he forgets uh, where they are and what he put in them. I am it. I will be returning a soul. I'm not so good with the talking. Not a real people person. The fire is what I have an affinity for and the puking in large crowds. <laughs> yeah. um, I am here to become a god. What more can I say? That, that seems like a reasonable thing. Simple, so, yes. yes. All right. Sounds very impression for me. <laughs> hey, uh, fantasy Vikings. This is fantasy Vikings, and I'll put it to you this way. Before, yeah, I can sound like this if I want to. <laughs> In fantasy Viking world, whether you sound like Sean Connery or a Russian, it's acceptable on Valos. Yeah, Sean Connery can play a Spaniard. With a well, this is true. He doesn't even know what Haggis is. <laughs> what do you mean by Haggis? Tell me what this is. I have no idea. I am I'm a Spaniard <laughs> from Spain. An immortal Spaniard. Everyone should go watch Highlander after this show. If, definitely, definitely. Christopher Lambert doing a Scottish accent and, and uh, Sean Connery doing his best Spaniard. Kind of sounds epic to me. All right, Danny, uh, I think Caleb's tagging you on the digital shoulder. I am Einar Ragnos, and I came from my village hunting the key to destroying the beast 
I was sent on a wild hunt by a great power, and it called me to go across the sea. All right, and go ahead and give Chuck a digital tap. Thanks, Chuck. I will be playing Ulthar. Um, he is the last of an ancient cult that successfully summoned and successfully at the cost of the entire cult and his sanity um, rejected a god and was then cursed by said god and now is um, all but immortal and talks very slow because his jaw like pretty much sits on his chest and uh, he talks very slow he talks like Nice. Metal. All right. And I am Tony Stevens. I am your GM. And I will also play every other person that you meet in this world. We'll see how it goes and how many of them sound like Sean Connery and how many of them sound like Christopher Walken. It's really a toss-up in the air about this. Oh, oh dear sweet Odinsbeard, I didn't Connelly. even remember that I needed to talk like Audrey Hepburn sometimes, but now <laughs> you will meet a seeress that is Audrey Hepburn, and you will bow before her. All I'm right, actually now. waiting for Paul Lynn to show up. <laughs> Polly Shore is actually going to voice Loki uh, in this. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll get it that, if that's the connection. Yeah, you'll get it then. Rob Schneider, my, you know what, guys? I don't know how many voices I'm actually that talented at, but... Uh, Say, what was the Rob Schneider's making the copies, right? What was that movie, Encino Man, where he just, like, carried on uh, with the uh, Brendan Fraser? Yeah. yeah. Like, in the juice! And they go to the Quickie Mart and, like, send them in their slushing machine. But, yeah. Alright, so where we last left off, y'all had, uh, and by y'all I mean y'all all, uh, had hopped on to a great boat um, with the captain who is given high regard within Black Book Keep, uh, Captain Jack Carrick, otherwise as you known him as the Serpent's Fang. Um, so you tested yourselves, you tested your metal. And your fire. Yeah. Um, you tested your pockets mm-hmm. and your jams. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and you got yourself onto this ship, okay, the Storm Rider. Um, now, since then, it's not yet been a fortnight. And I know that can be confusing, but it hasn't quite been two weeks. Um, but it's, it's been a couple days out at sea. Uh, you steadily feel the rock of the ship as it flows through the angry tides. You can hear the chop of the waves crashing against the wooden hull of the ship. The shields rattle as the winds blow. And the, thor- the storm continues to create a thunderous rattle throughout the sky as it illuminates momentarily to show you the great expanse of nothingness that you see before you. Darkness and stars are the only thing that you see around, and you can smell the putrid stink of fish in the ocean. This is where you are. It is nighttime. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and give you all a round table again so you can uh, kind of describe to me what it is you've been doing to pass by your time, how you've been spending your time on the ship, uh, which might also heavily influence how you've maybe improved yourself in your time on the ship. All right, so we'll go ahead and start off with you, my main man, Thulgrim. All right, so basically what he's been doing is just training. Essentially just um, doing whatever he can, like to lift weights. Pumping up. Yeah, and just uh, having people, it's like hold on to this bar while he lifts them up in the air. You know, just different stuff like that. Um, Just getting his strength up. Okay. Just constantly just doing things like that. Uh, try not to run around the ship because he noticed when he started running around the ship, it started really rocking back and forth. Yeah. And he was like, oh no, I can't do that. 
I remember that time I was hanging out with the Argonauts and it didn't go so well. <laughs> Jason never forgave me. That one time on the Argonaut ship. I ran a mighty speed and Jason fell off. <laughs> there was no more captain. All right, cool deal. Uh, John the Red, how have you been spending your time or can you remember? I can remember. Okay. Um, I'm not like a drunk yet. <laughs> but um, my character has been talking to the captain, asking him like if he had ever heard of uh, his brother, John Black. He was also a captain, but he might be a pirate. He ever ran into him or heard of anyone who's ever ran into him. Uh, so he's doing that. Plus he's also like looking at the stars and trying to figure in his head like how, how to navigate by them. Just by observing. Is he sketching them into a notebook and a journal? He's tattooing them on his arm. Ah, yes. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I like that. All right. Caleb? It's a good thing he didn't put it in a journal because he'll put it in a pocket and forget what pocket. <laughs> yeah. Considering the captain thought I'd be more suited to the kitchen to help with cooking, I imagine I've been helping there, you know, helping keep more out high. You know, we very hearty fish stews and potatoes and fried silverfin. Yeah. Water potatoes. And we did bring plenty of potatoes, I know that. Uh, other than that, I mean, I guess tapping into the inner fire with everyone and, you know, Unfortunate souls who aren't making it, extinguishing their flame so it may enrich and bolster the others. You know, things like that. Peaceful things. Growing a beard. Growing, growing, growing a beard. More than peach fuzz now, it is starting to come in. It's thickening. Uh, you've been washing it, maybe using some it's essential like oils. It's like, oh, yeah, it's like a tiny, uh, smoldering fire. Yeah. A tiny, uh, goatee. Yeah, we call it the ember. It's, it's, yeah. uh, it's an not, not quite good enough to cook a hot dog yet, but <laughs> it's getting there. Einar, uh, let me know what you've been doing while you've been on the ship. How have you been dealing with uh, being separated from the land? I've been watching the people who run the ship and trying to fill in where I can and help them out because if I'm going to be seaborne, I need to know how. You need to know how. Okay. I can so naturally the best way to learn is by watching and doing what I see the people who are normally on the ship do. And uh, what none of you really noticed was that there were a few stowaways uh, when y'all were all loading onto the ship at Blackbrook Keep. Uh, one of them, a uh, young lady who's very good with axes and sharpening them and making them, as well as a cloaked figure that you may have, if you had seen him, remembered him from the wayward dog. But he's very good at getting around this world without being seen. So, Ulthor, how have you been doing on the ship? I've been um, reading the captain's logs just to make sure that he's um, as detail-oriented as he says he is. Okay. All right, so like I said, uh, the night has grown dark. Uh, the sky almost carries an indigo hue as you look up at it and see the stars burning brightly within it. You can see... The three moons, uh, not quite in alignment yet, but they're scattered throughout the sky. One of them seems a little bit more white, one of them a little bit of a bluish tinge to it, and then one with a reddish tinge. It's uh, each one of them different, but red each one of them... Blue. Yes, very red, white, and blue. It's very American. It's uh, very Elorian. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Uh, but yes, the warm and the cold hues fill the sky, giving it an indigo tinge. Uh, it's, it's quite beautiful to look at as a seaborne if you're keeping your stomach through the seasickness. Uh, now, John the Red was currently trying to speak to the captain who has kept his place on uh, the bow of the ship, 
constantly checking the compass that he wears around his neck to make sure that you are staying on track, staying on course. Um, he's been out to sea more than a few times, and he's been doing this for the majority of his adult life. So uh, he takes his job pretty seriously. But he's standing on the bow of the ship, and uh, John the Red, I believe, had some questions for him. Okay, so like I'm approaching him. What direction? Does he have his back turned to me? I think his he would be at the very like the the very front of the ship, mm -hmm. staying on. Uh, I think I'm saying the right word. I don't know. I don't sail a lot, but you know the front point of the ship, the bow, the stern, whichever one works. Yeah. Uh, front point of the ship. Uh, if you know it, look it up. Tell me. Anyway, he's standing there. He'd be looking out to the sea. He'd have his back turned to you. Uh, I'd, I'd like walk up next to him and like try and look at where he's looking, and then I turn to him and ask him what he sees. When I look out at the sky, do you know what I see? I see the future. This is what all Awarians should be aiming towards, uniting a greater realm. The things that I've seen in my adventures. It tells me that everybody lives in such a very small world. But the world can be much greater if they allow themselves to expand to fill it. I like the sound of it. Let me yeah. uh, ask you another question, sir, if I may. You are allowed to speak freely on this ship. Well, one of the reasons I, I came here, beyond just exploration and, you know, just curiosity, is I'm in search of uh, my brother. His name is John, also. I know it's weird, but uh, his name is John Black. He took on our uncle's name when he died and took his ship, his pirate ship, and I was wondering if you or anyone you've known had come across it. I see. So in your family, the family name goes first, that doesn't change, and then you all change the last name to signify yourselves. Well... Our family name is Red, from like uh, my my uh, father's side, but my mother's side, she was a black. Uh, by her maiden name is Black, so uh, our uncle, his last name is Black, and my my brother's name was also named John the Red, and uh, when he set out after our uncle died, he took a ship in his name, so he's now John John Black. He's John Black, and his ship, these voyages that he goes on, I don't believe I've ever seen him come into Blackbrook Keep. Does he, he trade legally? I don't know if he trades at all. I haven't seen him in years. After he left home, that was it. And it, ironically, one of the reasons he left was in search of our sister, who had left earlier. Now, is she named Jane Red or <laughs> Jane Black? I don't know much... You don't know much about your sister? No, she was born like I was still small when she left. That's a sad story. I'm, I'm sorrowful to hear that sort of tragedy in a young man's life. And I can tell you've had plenty of sorrow. I have heard of a tribe or clan of... <coughs> I'm sorry, the storms are blowing through. The mighty thunderous waves of Triss, she controls the tides. Her anger sometimes embroils the sea. And you shouldn't anger her. We shouldn't, but what good can we do, little men like us, against the Dani? It's inevitable we will anger her. We will anger her, and when we do, her storms will swallow us whole. And we will die in this East Sea. I know that, but I do so bravely so that one day I might be rejoined with the Source Father. Oh, but yes, uh, J John, John Black, it does sound strangely familiar. Maybe at one point in time, you don't think he's a pirate, do you? Because there are some who say the pirate ships that range in the depths of the East Sea, all they do because they can find no spoils for themselves is rob others of theirs and make it harder for them to return alive from their voyages out into the East Sea. I can only assume he's a pirate. He took over my uncle's ship 
That's true. Was your uncle a bad man? He was a man. Well, we can all be tainted and overcome with our own power, can't we? Maybe. <laughs> You're very thoughtful. You must have learned that in your years of studying arts and trades. I appreciate your time and talking to me. I appreciate your time as well. I must pay attention to the compass now and make sure that we stay on track. So what happens if we get off track? We die. Oh. <laughs> how, how may I ask will we die? I mean, it could be anything. Uh, Tide Runner could jump up on the ship and just start eating everybody's heads off. Uh, we could capsize. Uh, the Great Trish could grow angry at us and suck us into a vortex of water and crash our ship against the bottoms of the East Sea, leaving us to rot under the, the water's weights. You know, it just, it doesn't, well, we could get diphtheria too, so, it's just, it's, hit, it's a hit or miss. We got, any, we got any oranges on this ship? Um, I, well, I don't like to carry oranges because, you know, they could go bad, but I've got plenty of potatoes. You have any emergency um, oranges? Emergency oranges? Emergency. Well, I might oranges. have put them in some salt, I don't know, there was some powdered orange. We dried them out and turned them into powders. Okay. Uh, it's kind of tangy to drink. And that will, that will keep, that will keep on a long I think it could work, it could work well. It was my invention, my idea. That was a good idea. You're welcome. Well, it was nice talking to you. It was great talking to you. I think you'll make a great name for yourself. And I think you'll make a great name for Well, yourself. I have done that. That is, I am of renown. But thank well, you for... myself. Oh, yes, I'll make a great name for you. Yes. I will do it in... I will, I will change your name. Or give your name more renown. Either way. Give me an extra name to play with. I will give you a, a thrice-born name. A seaborn name. Oh, like You will exactly. be John, you will be the Red, but you will also be a seaborn. But you must earn that name. We will find out if you're worthy of it. I will give it to you now, though. Okay. I'll this wait. is a cliffhanger of an emotional conversation. But maybe if you earn my respect, I'll give you a name. Okay. Okay. We'll see how that goes. Tell the large man to get ready for the feast. He continues to eat so much of our ship food. Uh, that that small little burning face man, uh, the, the one who looks like he's got a little bit of scraggly patches across his chin. He's been cooking non-stop in the kitchen because this Thorgrim can't stop eating. Just tell him we've caught some more silver fins. We'll get them cooked up for him. Silver fins, get them cooked up. Let me guess, is it Thorgrim again? Yes. Come on, Thorgrim, you're going to get fat if you keep eating like that. Oh, that muscle's not going to last forever. I'm out. On the bow, right? On three. Yeah, you're up top. He's, he's I'm screaming it. He's screaming He's screaming up. All right. Quit eating so much! All this fish is going to go through your head and it's not going to be good, you, you little piggy. It's always with the eating and the fighting. The munch munch. Don't you ever do anything else. Always not forget the sleeping and the incessant snoring. And the running around the ship. Oh, stop doing that. He hasn't done that very much. Good. John Perez. Okay. If I stop eating, I won't have strength. And I must have strength to get stronger. I think if you stopped eating, you wouldn't know to do it yourself. That is true. Uh, <laughs> Tell the Before calls out from the bow of the, sh the bottom of the ship. Shut up. Althor! Where are you? I need to give you a hug. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot to let you know he's got... Uh, a pretty big tendency to try to hug you. You will have to roll to avoid his hugs. Have you shown him in my face? Um, your face has been wrapped up the majority of the time that he's been in contact I'll, with you. I'll, I'll unwrap to show him my face. All right. Uh, he won't want to hug me then. Uh, well, we'll see how that goes. That He is a special kind of guy. Okay. Um, you hear Ulthor, so you're going. You're going to find him. Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, I'm rolling. He is intent on hugging you. Brace yourself, everybody. If you succeed in the roll, I'll let you show your face to him, and we'll see how that goes. So go ahead and roll okay. for yourself. I'll roll for you, Chuck. Thank you. 
You came out even, so that's a zero, zero, but look on your sheet if you have it in front of you um, for your dexterity. Would mine be dexterity? Yes, it would also be dexterity. Three. What do you have your dexterity set at? Um, it's a two. He wins by one. Okay. And we'll go ahead and let you describe how, how you hug him as he removes his mask to show you an elongated jaw that seems dislocated, separated, hanging down yeah. to his mid-chest, uh, many teeth jammed within his mouth, almost like a goyle of sorts, uh, skin that's almost like an old band-aid just came off. Um, he is 400 years old, so go ahead. You've won your hug, and you must commit. Baldrum knows no fear. All right, so I start hugging him, and I look at him. Good God! What did you eat? Don't touch me again. <laughs> you love your sense of humor. I'll set you down, old chum. What did he say? He said he loves your sense of humor and he will set you down, old chum. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm old, all right. <laughs> he just puts his... I, I assume you put your scarf back over your elongated yeah. jaw. You, you might want to get that looked at um, by a barber. Yes, that's the name of the word. Barber. Nothing, youngling. He needs to grow his hair out. You know nothing, youngling. I know many things, but I'll take your word. I am going back to exercise when I see you again. Hug fight. Einar. Einar. Yes? Your name rings out uh, as the captain calls to you. I go forward and talk to the captain. You there. You're the, uh, the young huntsman that came and joined my crew, correct? Yes, sir. Tell me, have you ever had experiences in dealing with the, the sea and its creatures? So far, I have not until now. So you wouldn't know how to hunt a sea beast, would you? I'm looking forward to learning. Well, I'll tell you a secret, lad. Have you ever hunted with a feral? I have. Just as their large packs of dog-like tendencies guide them. Well, if you look out there right now, out where I'm pointing. Yes, you're looking the right direction. That's true, where you are looking. You will see a pack of sea ferals. These rotten creatures have taken to living in these waters just the same way that the packs of dryland ferals hunt. These sea ferals hunt the exact same way. So use your keen eyesight and tell me if they intend to close in on the Storm Rider. Uh, would that be a perception check? Yes. That's a plus two. Okay, so from what you can tell, there is a group of about five sea ferals that seem to be... They're, they're making their way towards the ship. Now, the way that these would look, um, imagine... Uh, the build of a wolf, but with webbed feet and talons. Uh, you can uh, think of it with skin akin to a dolphin's skin. Very thick, very leathery, very shiny. Um, but their mouths are quite jagged with sharpened teeth. Extra sets of them in case they fall out due to living in salt water. Uh, their eyes are accustomed to 
only to the darkness of the ocean water so they can somehow perceive their way through the water without just vision. You can tell that by the way that they're moving uh, and that those five seem to be moving at quite a fast pace towards the ship. They are about 30 feet away from you now. Not cosmic feet, just regular feet. Oh, that's rather close. I will relay that to the captain and recommend that we get ready for them. I, I see them, and I know what to do about them, but I'd rather test the steel of my new crew. If it were up to me, I'd survive. But I'd like to see how you would best lead these people, seeing as you see them, you know what your crew can do for you. Let's see if any of you young Seaborn have anything in you worth keeping around. All right. Well, I'll call out to uh, Soul and tell him or point out where to throw some fire. What type of fire are we talking about here? We're talking about the big fireball, thermal fire, uh, like a curtain of flame. What, are you, what do you want me to tell me? How well do you think you can burn things that are wet? I mean, uh, I assume everything burns the same. But I see what you're working with, and I will try. Do we need to get them out of the water to burn them? Uh, I've never been on the sea before, I couldn't tell you. Okay. I need anybody with long axes. I'm looking at you, Thulgrim. He needs anybody <laughs> with long axes. Ha 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 ha! I'm your man! I will be up there momentarily after I finish this silver fin. And I'm going to grab my axe and get ready for the first one that comes. I'm going to try and hook it with my axe and pull it onto the ship. Okay, so... Uh, for salt to be able to burn. Thulgrim is finishing his food. Uh, Saul and you, I guess, are working together at this moment to pull one of them up. So for that to achieve, I'll let you go ahead and make the roll for okay. let's look at how I would probably say because you're pulling them up by sheer strength so I would probably say that's going to be strength for you to roll alright and I am going to be trying to give him the axe which is one of my stunts that would allow me to inflict prone as an advantage okay. if I succeed by two or more Okay, we'll see what happens. So, strength is... I got a three, unless I'm getting an advantage from Saul for the cooperation. Or is... The... I would see that as you're pulling him up by your strength. That's not really like he's cooperating with you to pull him up. Okay. However, he so is cooperating with you to kill it, uh, so he would have to make his own roll for his fire after you've successfully gotten it on the ship. Okay, so I got a three. Does that succeed by two or more? We shall see. Indeed it does. You succeed by two or more. So that inflicts prone, which... Should make it a little bit easier for as everyone Saul can to see. I got a minus make his attack. It's uh, explain to Soul what that will do with your attack. I uh, gives a advantage as prone. Uh, I believe that's a plus two in fate in the system. Uh huh. So that's so in addition plus to two on his attack. Roll. So whatever I roll, plus two plus my ability. Right. 
does it have any like gills or breathing holes other than the mouth? It, it's, it's got a porthole on its uh, head. But I'm assuming if it's, it's bottom fat up right now? Yes, when he snatched okay, it, he slammed it on broke, the deck. Okay, let's go I'm going to try to spear my hand into its mouth and incinerate it from the inside out. That's one way to deal with a sea dog. Is that constitution or...? Yeah. Did he say he's sticking his hand in its oh, mouth? Plus two. Did, did he hear when you described the teeth? He, I, he, I think he heard when I described the teeth, yes. Huh? Five. Five total? It's like that Okay, so you succeed by one. Alright, so I want you to just go ahead and ex just describe what this would look like as you incinerate this animal uh, from the inside. It looks like it steams and then it goes pop, like a balloon. Does it make more food for Fulgrim? Probably not edible. Uh, we shall again, see. this beast is eating the rat food. Yes, well, well, we'll see. It, I think well, that's called cooking it in its own juices. Really now, from this moment, <laughs> as you snatch this sea feral onto the boat, uh, and the smell of its charred flesh is filling the air with a... I mean, it's just in, in a unique smell of burning flesh and sea fish guts that have gone rotten. It's, it's putrid uh, as its flesh melts out across the deck uh, all around our young flaming ally. Uh, you can tell by looking out into the waters that the other four sea feral are now moving into a circling pattern around the ship as they can somehow sense the fate of their brethren. So, to answer your question, Ragnarok, yes, I can burn them, even though they are wet. As the smell <laughs> permeates to where I am. Thank God it's not me! I run upstairs. What is that? It is no. Come on, the butter. You eat everything in sight. I saw you had that, that rat on the deck the other day. You looked at it like you had uh, nothing. There, there are four more of them. So go ahead and put them onto the boat so I can roasty toasty them. What are they? Uh, look in the water. Where? I don't know if I, I, I think this is probably a bad time to tell you, but there. I uh, there. do not know how to swim. There. Alright, so do I see any of them in the water? Roll for perception check to see if you can... Uh, he's using hunting vision to be able to see them tonight. One. Hmm. It's kind of like they're camouflaged, almost like they're evolved to be in this environment as a very stealthy creature in order to achieve their meals. Uh, so you're having a real hard time seeing them. You're just, he's pointing and you're like, what are you talking about? I see nothing. I see water. I see more water. Everywhere. Water! Is there anybody on the deck who looks sick? Maybe like they're not going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, I see some guy whose name I don't know, and I'm like, sorry, friend, it's for the cause. And I'm like, wait, you know me! <laughs> <laughs> I yell at the captain, sorry for this. I take his life force and create five individual orbs of fire and launch them to, like, flare, illuminate the sky. Uh, so, as you, as you do this, uh, While well, I make sure I'm not hitting like the uh, sail and the stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. We will we will see how your roll goes. Uh, on that portion of it, I understand that you can create this fire by absorbing and sacrificing lives. Uh, you do see one of the seamen who might have been having a, a small cough. Huh. You uh, weren't going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the mist of the, the sea was just giving him an irritation in the back of his throat. He was coughing a little bit. Uh, Saul took it as he was dying and uh, absorbed his life essence. As you see him, uh, his skin begin to lose all color. 
uh, it sinks in on itself. He becomes a skeletal frame of a person as anything that brought life to his eyes fades away and is absorbed into Saul himself who creates these orbs of burning flames. As this happens, you see the captain as he sits with his arms crossed and his legs propped up as he sits on the, the stern of the ship. Maybe mm-hmm. that's the word I was looking for before, stern. Um, the front of the ship. He's got a little bitch. He's sitting there and he has his legs propped up and he cocks an eyebrow at the young Saul. Huh. Well, isn't that something? That sucks for that guy. We'll try to give casualties to better men. Okay, so let's go ahead and roll um, for guiding the fire and everything. I think it would still be off of your constitution. So let's roll roll off your constitution to make sure you don't hit the sails. Very well done. You seem to have a great connection with your blessing of Amok. And it's connection with you, you can almost hear the resonance of your old friend speaking to you and guiding you in the ways of how to facilitate your power properly. Uh, so you do very well at that. And do not burn the sails. And we will give a plus two on perception moving forward for the illumination of the skies. Nice. I can see! I can see clearly now the night is gone. You're welcome, Tolkien. I can smash everything that's in my way. <laughs> I have a question for the DM. Yes. Or the GM, whatever you prefer. Uh, you may call me Deity. The Deity. Um, as you probably have guessed, I have not filled out my aspects nor my stunts. So. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could have seen Dan's face when he said as that. As you can guess. As you can guess. Okay. Um, <laughs> the question is a simple, like... I think easily one of them is magic cape. Okay. Yes. I'll write cake. that down. If magic you cake. succeed at a two or more on your roll, I will let you find something useful within your cape of pockets. <laughs> I think another one would be the ability to use your large axe sword. Well, that's what I was going to get to, because uh, I want to use it. Yes, the axe, the the omenic axe. I was going to say, oh, now I've lost myself. <laughs> Find yourself quickly, John the Red. You'll never earn a name like this. All right, I'm back. All right. Um, no, I, I want to be able to throw the axe and then recall it. Fishing, in this sense. Fishing? Yeah. Um, well, uh, use the axe uh, as a slot itself for stunt. Um, so the axe itself would just be the stunt. And then yeah, put pocket cape as another stunt. Uh, so if you have some ab- ability to recall the axe, that will be the case. You will need to roll successfully off of I'm going to say intelligence on that. You're, you're somehow using your mind to control. Uh, or you created, crafted it, something of that nature. Uh, so if you get if you get a positive then you could successfully control it from a distance. If you get two plus on your, then you can successfully recall it to you. All right. Okay. Control and recall. All right. That was my question. And then, now I have done my aspect. I feel good about this. I feel like this is going somewhere. Uh, you know that Thor actually had red hair, right? Thor did have red hair. Yeah. If you yes. look at my drawings, I actually have Thor's helmet. <laughs> Oh. That was unintentional. It's unintentional because Thor did not have an axe. He did. He might have had an axe. I mean, he might have used an axe yeah. here and there. He could have had an axe. Wasn't known for it. All right. This is before he becomes. Now his brother. Does his brother have black hair? 
Yes. Oh, okay. Sure. Makes sense. Um, I like the naming structure of your family. Thank you. Is this the captain's paper? I, 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 like, I like the naming structure of your family. I always thought, Jack Carrick, they, they named me something, and I was like, ah, well, what does it mean? What does it, what does it mean? I don't, I don't know. Well, it turns out Carrick means something about a seaborne ship, but so it kind of makes sense with my name, but yours, I, you're red, your skin's red, you like blood. It just, it's so sensible. Yeah, you should see my cousin Jack White. Has, has he, is he quite ill? Is he a bard? Is he old? He's just really white. Oh, okay, that makes sense. He doesn't go outside. Lives up north, I gotcha. Up by the Cryos Tundra, he's most got, likely. He's got really blue eyes. <laughs> ah, he likes it does he walk a lot? I don't know, I don't see him. Jack the Walker, would they call him Jack the Walker? <laughs> Jack White the Walker. Jack White the Walker. That's a fascinating story. Uh, I do believe the ship is under attack, though, by sea dogs. All right, I got an axe. Mm -hmm. Where are the sea dogs? I throw my axe in towards one of them. Okay. Um... Oh, this is what they mean when they call people like a sea dog. They talk about those things. Obviously. What else would they mean? I never thought about it. I don't think you take dogs out to sea, do you? Maybe you do. Maybe you do. Do we have any dogs on this ship? And how? Uh, we have one. There's one. I heard it. I thought one. Hmm? I thought, that was dexterity, right? Or strength? Uh, strength to throw the axe. Oh, okay. So, two. Two. Alright, so you're able to throw it into the water. Um, gone. We shall see. You successfully throw it into the hide of one of the sea ferals and can maintain eye contact with it as you see your axe swimming around the ship. Oh wait, you get a plus two, right? From his uh, lighting up the sky to see him? You would have, yes. Oh. Right, Did you I'm... use it? No, I didn't use it. Oh well. You successfully yeah. got the thing. Um, Remember your plus two on your environmental yes, plus two, and this is strength to throw it. Okay, you're using you're using your strength to throw it, or are you using your intelligence to control it? Well, I have to throw it before I can control it. That's true. Can I use dexterity to throw it? Well, my axe is being very acrobatic. I don't think that's how axes work. It's not acrobatics. <laughs> acrobatic. So strength, I guess. Okay, strength, that works for a throw to me. I think that makes good sense. So it's quite a hefty axe you have. It is a quadruple axe. No, it's just a double. Well, it's got one side, two side, one side, two oh, no, side. Okay, so it is a quadruple it is axe. It's, it's a quadrupleaxe. Yeah. <laughs> and it's about to do aquatics. It's an aquatic aquatics. Ooh, that's a good axe name. That is a great name. Maybe it'll be your seaborne name. The, Ooh, the Aquatic Aquatax. That sounds nice. I like it. Giant Aquatax. Alright, I like wind it up. Uh -huh. it, like spinning. Let it go. Alright, go ahead and give me a roll for your strength. I got a plus one. And I, I just rolled two, right? You're rolling four of these things. Oh, well, let me yeah. roll two more. And I got nothing. Okay, but plus, so what's your strength? Two. So Your strength is two plus the environmental mm -hmm. would give you the ability to see clearly. If you can see what you're throwing at clearly, you'd be more precise. All right. So that would be a four. Okay, so I'll go ahead and see. These sea ferals are dumb. They are quite dumb creatures. They cannot avoid an axe flying at them from a ship for anything. Your axe also lands into another sea ferrule as you now see two axes <laughs> moving in circles around the ship. They look like fins. They are like fins, yes. Uh, great mighty axe handle fins. Can they you call your axe too? Yep. We're axe buddies. So, axe brothers. There's something I can recall that I did with Thorgrim uh, two weeks ago back at the uh, backyard with the governor, correct? I, I would assume that your memory works clearly, yes. I want to try to 
tap into that again with my own internal flame and drive the X further into Pharaoh and see if I can coerce Okay, before we get to that, we have one person's role we haven't gotten to. Chuck, how is Ulthor feeling right now? He's asleep. Ulthor is asleep. Ulthor is just fine. Uh, does he want to get in on any of the action of uh, attacking and slaughtering and drawing out the blood of these seafarers? No, he's perfectly happy reading the captain's logs. All right. Go ahead with your roll. Some connection to the strange metals of Thulgrim's axe. Uh, beyond that, it doesn't seem to be igniting quite the same way as it did. It is a connection, though. You seem to have you're you're, you're tied to it. All right, Ina. Hey. We've got two. We got two axes floating around, and two not. Can I hook one of the axes and try and draw that sea uh, dog into us, like closer to the ship? How would you attach yourself to that axe? Uh, using the hooked end of my axe. So you're going to hook the axe handle with your hook axe. Maybe yeah. it has like a leather strap around the end of it that you can loop into or something. Oh, I was just planning on trying to... I'm assuming these are sticking out of their backs. The axes are so sticking out of their backs. I'm just trying to so think of the actual um, mechanics of how an axe blade would hook into an axe handle and then be strong enough to pull both. Does that make sense? I'm trying to think of the yeah. uh, physics of that. Yeah, it's going to have to have a pretty strong strap or leather or loop or something. I was just planning on hooking around the handle. And right, but how, how would you control to... it at that point? Like think think of a hook uh, around like a straight wooden stick, and then how would it like have anything to pull against? It would just kind of slip off, wouldn't it? It's sticking straight up out of the back of the thing, right? Yeah, and you've got a hook on yours. So, so if I hook around, but this is in water it, too, so. And then pull towards me. I'm thinking that it would basically cause the thing to steer towards me. I mean, you could probably steer it that way, um, but the sea feral could also dive at that point as well, I would imagine. I'm, I'm just not... True. I don't know how, how much I feel the validity of the physics of... Yes, I agree that you could uh, probably hook it and cause it some sort of tinge of discomfort to make it change its direction... That's what I was originally thinking, but uh, I'll just go after one of the ones they haven't hit yet uh -huh. and try to repeat the maneuver. That they've pulled? Or the one that you did no, before? No, that I pulled. Okay, so you want to hit one that's in the water and hook it and pull it up. Yeah. All right. And I'm going to warn Sol ahead of time. Or is, does he still have an action? Uh, he will, he used his action, so you're on your action. Okay. In that case, I may just try to hit the sea feral uh -huh. in the top of the head and see if I can cause enough damage to make the other ferals go after it. Okay. Would that still be strength? Yes. Okay. 
I rolled a plus three on to my plus four, and then I get a plus two from the fire in the sky. Correct. So that is a nine. Does that give me enough damage? Yes, that gives you far more than enough damage to do with this sea feral what you may. I will show you the sea feral's roll. Oh, yes. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and just cleave straight through its head. And uh, I guess we'll leave it floating since I'm using it as bait to draw the others towards it. Okay, so you have successfully done this uh, as the bluish-tinged blood of the sea feral begins to leak from its crushed cranium. It uh, flows into the water around you. These dark waters carrying that blood further and further out to sea. And as this occurs, you can see that uh, the two axes that are floating in the water begin to circle the dead body of the sea feral. And at the same time, with your keen hunter's vision, you can see a ripple, a much larger ripple in the water from a great distance. Approximately um. 200 yards away in real yardage. I'm going to point at the large ripple I be using and warn at this everybody point, that yes, if they okay, want their okay. axes, they should probably get them back. Okay, and at that point, as you see these ripples moving through the water, um, you can feel a strange, almost a sense about you that there is bloodlust in the air something desires death a great strong thing desires death now at that point uh chuck i'm going to have to know your let's see tell me your score on your charisma what uh, bonus do you have on charisma Charisma is one. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and make a roll for you to continue the deception that you are in the captain's quarters reading his logs without being noticed. And of course, he does well. Okay, so take that. You said you had a one, so you have a plus three right now to continue the deception, and continue reading the captain's logs. Um, as you read them, they read to you a little bit dry. Um, it seems to be a simple narration of the day. Uh, simply put, uh, the date and log. Uh, I woke up again. It smells of unbathed men and dead fish. I don't know how much more of my life I will devote to these quests into the ocean, but if I do not find the eastern lands, this may be the last time I quest out into the sea. All I want before I die is to find some renown, some way to make my name within this world. A lot of that you see repetitively through his journal and his logs. And I think to myself, you know, if he just, you know, sail east, he might find the east lands instead of sailing west and finding nothing. <laughs> He'll have to check his compass to make sure he is going east, but he's pretty sure he took the east sea east. But we'll check on it in a minute. Um, at that point, 
We look forward to you rejoining us for the next episode of Valos Through the Never to find out what happens with our seafarers and what in the world of Thalos could be causing such large ripples in the dark water around them. Join us next time. Don't forget to download all our podcasts. Click like, click subscribe. Always come back to join us. Drive up those ratings and get us into your ears as much as possible. We love you. Share us with your grandmother. And come find out what happens to the crew of the Storm Rider. <laughs>